0: we <laughs> Welcome to Somehow I Dad, a podcast about dad life from our own perspective, where we share stories and try to make each other better. We believe that being a dad is so much more than changing a few diapers, helping clean up around the house every few weeks, and providing for your family. I'm your host, Garrett, and joining me today from the great state of Ohio, Gordo. Hello. From Arkansas, Abe Phillips. Hello. And lastly, hailing from Alabama, Tyler Giddens. Well, howdy. We've got a great episode in store for you guys. Let's get into it. On this week's episode, I figured it'd be fitting to get to know the host of our podcast. We want this to be a community, and we want you all to know us and our heart behind the show. All four of us met playing Call of Duty together. We are a part of a really great community on Discord. Shout out to the Warzone Morons. Uh, But we met about three years ago during uh, the beginning of the COVID-19 shutdown. Like a lot of you, the majority of us were laid off from our jobs and uncertain of what the next season of life was going to hold. We began to play a lot, and I mean a lot of video games together, and just began a really great friendship uh, with each other, and I think I speak for everyone, but we really helped each other get through a really scary, lonely season of life that was two weeks to flatten the curve. (laughs) But in all seriousness, you guys are some of my best friends, and I love getting to do life with you guys and do this podcast together. Let's all do an introduction, and then I'll ask everyone a question at the end. Uh, guys, whoever wants to go first, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves?
1: Yeah, I'll start us off. Uh, my name is Abe Phillips. I am 36 years old. I live in the great state of Arkansas. I was born here. I was raised here. Um, I haven't left. I've always been in in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, if you haven't been, you need to check it out. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Um, I have been married coming up on 10 years, um, to my lovely wife, Melanie. Uh, she is, she's great. She is, she is everything that I am not. Um, the mother of our two beautiful kids, Roman Jep. Um, he is four and a half and Cora Jane. Uh, she is one and a half. Um, I work for Kroger. I work in in their technology and digital side of their business, uh, doing stuff for online grocery. Uh, so that's uh, that's that's pretty fun. It's quite interesting working for Kroger when you live in Northwest Arkansas. Because if you don't know, Northwest Arkansas is uh, Walmart headquarters. <laughs> so um, you either work for Walmart or do something to help support Walmart. Uh, I did that for you know quite a while. Um, and then made the move over to Kroger. Uh, very, very happy with my move. So that was, that was fun. Uh, favorite hobbies. Um, man, uh, fishing is probably top tier for me. Um, that is my dad passed away about, it's going to be eight years. Uh, this, this just in a, in a couple weeks. Uh, but fishing was always, uh, was, was our thing. That's what we, that's what we did. That's how we escaped um and so now i'm i'm getting really excited because my son is starting to get the fishing bug and so he's asking to go uh you know to go fishing and and all that kind of stuff and so um it's definitely bittersweet um other other personal hobby is man i i really love to go roller skating Right. So I uh I that's what I did growing up um on the weekend. That's awesome. We knew the we knew the rink owners and so my parents would just drop me off and I would skate all Friday night and I would skate all day Saturday into Saturday night. Uh that's just what I did on the weekends. So it was either fishing or skating. That was it. So that's me.
2: Heck yeah. My name is Tyler. Uh, I'm 25 years old. I live in the great state of Alabama. I've been married for four years in March, I believe. I have one and a half kids. So one is Aspen, Aspen Ray. She is going to be three in February. Um, The other I say half is because she's still baking in that oven and she'll be born uh, the 5th of February is her due date. Uh, And her name will be Oakley Sage. I currently work for Walmart, the uh, the company that Abe has deserted and turned his back on. Um, I work overnight. Uh, <laughs> I work overnight, so I love it there. It's great. Um, and my favorite hobbies, video games, music, and hunting is pretty much where I spend all of my time. Warzone 2 is great, uh, and I spend a good amount of time in the woods. Uh, kind of like clears your mind just sitting there with nobody bothering you, nobody talking to you it's uh it's just peaceful for me,
3: yeah, oh uh, all right <laughs> i am uh my name is Nick van gorder, also known as gordo and uh i'm thirty one I live in uh just thirty minutes east of Cleveland ohio been here my whole life pretty much um I have been married to my middle school sweetheart since September eighteenth two thousand and ten um, and yes, I did look that up before we did this just to try <laughs> to impress my wife. Um, and I have three kiddos. I have Dominic James, who is the oldest, he is going on 12 in February. Um, I got Mason. Are we saying middle names? Is that like a thing? Mason William. We just, we all call him uh, Billy sometimes. <laughs> and, um... What? <laughs> Yeah, he is. <laughs> well, I should re—I should rephrase that. My brother harasses him and calls him Billy because his middle name is William. But um, yeah, we we—I got nicknames for all my kids. Dominic is Burbs because Mason used to call him Bur- Brother Bear, but he would just say Burburbur. Uh, so yeah, he's Burbs. And then we got Mason, who's Squib. <laughs> I have no idea where that came from. <laughs> Um, and Evelyn Grace, Evie Grace, she is 10 months old and she's definitely the uh, prettiest out of all three of my kids. Um, she has a lot of nicknames. My boys call her Bev. I have no idea why I hate it. I can't stand it. I call her Lindy this cause I started calling her Evelyn, And then I was like, babe, maybe we should change the birth certificate. Evelyn is kind of cool. It's like trendy. We could go to like a mega church, <laughs> something like that. But, um, <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I just call her Lindy. So my favorite hobbies, my favorite hobbies, honestly, right now, probably photography, BMX biking, biblical studies, music, Mm -hmm. video games, but it really changes. I mean, I'm just, I'm like, you know, I got three kids. So my hobby money kind of shifts depending on how I feel that week. So yeah, we stay busy.
0: My name is Garrett Brock. I am 26 years old. I live in Rockford, Illinois, about an hour or so away from Chicago. I have been married for two, almost three years. I married my high school sweetheart, Kate, back in 2020. We have one dog, River, who is currently our only child right now, but not for long. Uh, We've actually got our first kid on the way. Ezekiel Davis Brock is due in April of 2023. Uh, For work, I am an event technician at an audio-visual company. I do all things audio, video, and lighting. Outside of work, I love uh, watching and playing video games, cooking with my wife, playing drums, bass, and singing at my church. Uh, Shout out City First Worship on all streaming platforms. Guys, in your current season, what does being a dad look like for you? Oof.
1: Man, it is... It has been a very, very clear season of patience for me. <clears throat> My son is uh just tests me 24-7 all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it is like I I am mentally exhausted um by the by the end of the day. Um if you can't if you can't tell. <laughs> Um yeah but man it's it is it's it's taught me it, it it's it's just a it's a learning season uh, more so than than anything of a lot of patience a lot of prayer to hopefully steward his giftings correctly Right. So a lot of a yeah. lot of the time that that we spend in, in quiet time and spend in, in prayer is like there's a couple there's a, a couple giftings that my son is my son is a natural leader. Every time we go pick him up from daycare, everybody is doing what what he wants to do. Um, and then, you know, when we when we drop him off at daycare, it's everybody runs to him when, when he gets in, in the class and everybody follows him around and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's really, it's really special and amazing to see how do I steward that in a way to help promote a, help promote healthy leadership,
3: yeah
0: for sure. you
1: know? And so that, that is, to be fair, that's really terrifying for me because I was, I was not that growing up. Um, you know, and I'm, I still don't feel like I'm a, like I'm, you know, really a, like leading, um, you know, leading a team doesn't come natural to me It's something that I have to work at. Uh, you know, yeah. and so it's, it's a lot of prayer of, you know, help me identify, help me guide him and, and not to suppress that, um, you know, those, those giftings. Um, and then, patience with my daughter because she does not want anything to do with me <laughs> right now. Uh, she's just, home, man. She is in mommy phase. It. I only want mommy like, but I show up to pick her up from, from school and she's like, <gasps> mommy, oh, when she sees me, it's like a oh. disappointment, you know? And I know it's just a, you know, I know Jeez. it's just a, it's just a phase, right? Though Roman went yeah. through it when he was a little bit younger Um, But then they snap out of it and it's like, can you go back to mommy phase because you're just all over me all the time. Um, So yeah, it's just, that's, you know, that's, that's the, that's the season right now. It's a lot of, a lot of adjusting perspective and and learning and, and being quiet and watching. And, and so it's a roller coaster, dude, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I love it.
3: Yeah. I would say, I mean, this is a pretty interesting season. I've, I'm at a different point with kind of all my kids, I guess. Um, you know, in in with the, when, when the boys were younger, I really, I spent, I worked at a dealership, so I worked like anywhere from 60 to 80 hours a week. It was just pretty much nonstop. So I missed a lot of their, like, you know, newborn all the way up until probably five, six, seven years old. And, um, so I feel like I'm kind of making up for lost time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and really we're in a season of like studying, I guess. So, you know, we took them out during COVID. We took them out of public school because it was really causing, you know, the in and out of school virtual to to masks and no mask, just all the craziness was really just causing them a lot of stress. So we just, you know, we alleviate that by getting them in Christian school and then, you know, I became fascinated with the scriptures and, and truly got saved, um, about three years ago. And so it's been like a season of just like, you know, growth for myself, but now trying to like raise men, you know, trying yeah. to raise men is, is best that I can. And now that I have what I believe is a firm, flat foundation, um, I, I, I feel like I can give them, you know, I feel like I can give them that. I feel like I can give them um, that guidance that I never felt like I could give. And so that's, that's, that's really cool. And they listen to, I mean, just, you know, just being able to study the scriptures with them and just like the morning devotions, like, you know, they're like, "Oh, Dad, we did this verse," or you know, they'll they'll come and tell me about chapel. Or, Dad, you know how we are studying this? Like, here's what I learned today. And like, they just get to see a lot of different perspectives, yeah. you know, because we were we were attending one church that had a certain set of beliefs, and then we we got them in a school that was very like traditional, and they got to see that side yeah. of it. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, we switched churches to a more traditional church, and so they just got they got to see everything kind of that aspect it's really cool with that part and then with Evie I mean it's like it's like really cool I can go from having a really serious heartfelt discussion you know like a man to man a man to son to just like picking up this little girl and just doing fart noises on her (laughs) belly and just laughing with her and so it's really it's like a really cool parallel that I'm in right now and I mean honestly like I'm I'm you know, I have my struggles and and everything, but honestly, I I think I'm probably at the happiest and not the happiest, but like the most joyful and peaceful time of my life right now. Like it's, it's, you know, like does, does, does Evie take up my spot in the bed right now? And and sometimes I don't sleep in there. Yeah, that sucks. Stuff like that sucks. But what Riss doesn't know is that I spend that time, you know, studying and like learning. And it's just like, it's just, it's just overall growth period. And I like to look at everything as seasons So this is really an enjoyable season and I enjoyed the last couple seasons and, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure that I'll have more seasons in the future that I enjoy just as much, if not more. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. For me, it's learning what uh, being a dad actually looks like day to day and who I want to be as a dad. I've been learning that uh, every boy has one question that he's trying to get answered throughout the course of his life. We all know that every boy wants to be a hero. Every boy wants to be powerful. He wants to be dangerous but he wants to know, do I have what it takes? My job as his dad is to answer it a thousand times in a thousand different ways over the course of his life. Right now, it's taking care of my wife, making sure she's comfortable, and trying to take away as much stress as possible. In action, it's owning a majority of the household chores. Uh, Kate works from home, so I make it my responsibility to load the dishwasher and tidy up our home every day so she can rest and work in a tidy, clean environment. I also really love getting to go to all the doctor's appointments and seeing my boy up on the ultrasounds.
2: Yeah, so being a dad is great. At times, it can be tough. Uh, It's tough to balance time for yourself, time for your spouse, and time for your kids. I think sometimes the healthiest families have a good balance and or system going on. And that's tough to find with like different schedules, events, and appointments and stuff going on. Um, I find it difficult, though, for myself to... To find time for myself without feeling like I'm neglecting my kids or my wife and vice versa. Cause I don't want to give up things that I want to do that makes me happy. But at the same time, you can't just leave your kids at home, you know, and just and just leave them here. I think that's a difficult balance for me that I'm still trying to figure out because I'm still kind of new to it. Um, that's one thing that I kinda kinda worry about when I'm not at home. Like if I'm out doing something that I wanna do, I'm kinda worrying about like, should I be at home with my kids? Should I be at home with my child now or can I do this and then can I get home and can I spend time with them? Am I balancing enough time for for myself and my family? Yeah. Um I think that's kind of what it looks like as for right now. Um it's it's just it's it's tough to balance that. And is as far as like being a good dad in the future, like from now on, I want to be a good a good role model for my kids. Um I want to be somebody that they can look up to and model what love is, what respect is. Cause I don't want them to get it from anywhere else. I want them to look at me and be like, that's the way that a man should treat me is the way that my dad treated me. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. kind of the way I want to, to steer my kids.
3: Yeah. Heck yeah, man. For little girls. And I don't think that, I mean, honestly, Tyler, I don't think that feeling ever goes away of like, you know, if, if, if you're, and I don't want to say a good dad, but I think most good dads have that sense, you know, because I, I definitely. Remember playing music out, and it's like that's all I ever felt, you know. Going to record, or if I'm like, if I'm within like twenty minutes to an hour away from my kids, like I feel like I'm not close enough. I know that's crazy, but that feeling kind of never goes away. You're like, man, I could be spending this time with my kids or pouring into my kids and stuff like that. I think it's just a sign of maturity and growing up, and I think you do get out of that phase because you naturally start gravitating more towards your kids and doing things with your kids and. Yeah, I love that comment about raising your little girls like that. That's uh that's a great mindset to have.
2: Another thing I'll always want to be mindful of is to like not force what like once they're older, obviously not now, but like down the road when they're like 12 or whatever, not forcing what I like to do on them or like forcing what entertains me on them. Like I love music, I love to sing, I love to play music. And I feel like my daughter is going to love it, too, because she sings nonstop. But I don't want to force that on her to where she has to do that. I feel It feels like she has to like follow in what dad does. Dad does music. Dad sings all the time. Dad's at church singing. Dad's out singing here or whatever. I don't want her to feel like she has to follow in what I'm doing. And I don't want to pressure her into doing that. That's what I was always scared of, having a boy, because I always wanted to play football. And I was always scared that I was going to force, like, live out my dreams through my kid. I don't want to live out my dreams through my kid. I want them to have their own dreams.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's something that I like a big fear of mine as well is like, man, I've got so many dreams and so many like <clears throat> things that I want my kid to achieve or to even be as a person. But like how do I not obviously there's a healthy point of that and there's an unhealthy point of that. And like, how do I not project everything that I want for him? onto him to where it feels like a pressure point you know that's definitely a big fear that i have as well so i feel that
3: i think you i think i think as you as they get older like you know that's music music is something like i'm the only one in my family i'm one of five kids and you know obviously like including my parents out of out of everyone i'm the only one that ever like picked up playing an instrument or anything like that so i always was like I was really bummed out that I can never play music with anybody in, in my family. So I kind of, when I first, you know, when the boys were first born, like one of the biggest things that I thought was like, Hey, I'm going to get them into music young. Like that was my parents' mistake with all of us. I didn't start (laughs) playing music till I was 15. Like they messed up. It's like, I see these prodigies coming out of these, you know, kids (laughs) that get piano lessons and all this crazy stuff. And like, I mean, they can, they, they have pretty much picked up how to play a beat like they can do as far as that much. But other than that, like they don't have any interest in music. (laughs) So that was really not only a hard thing for me to separate myself from, like for me to just say, no, like, I'm sorry, I can't join that band as much fun as it would be. Like I'm not doing that anymore. Like I'm not going out to bars. I'm not getting drunk. Like I'm not doing that type of stuff. So to separate myself from that, And then in turn, it kind of separated myself from, as I separated myself from my own dreams, like I stopped realizing that I didn't have to project those dreams on my children as well. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to grow as long as they have the foundation, as long as they have that, you know, that moral compass. um, You know, I think that's, I think that's, you start to realize as they get older, because it's like, you know, the things that I appreciate in Dominic, like, yeah, he is one heck of a baseball player. He's, He's a great basketball player. He's a great big brother, all, all that type of stuff. I appreciate, but like, you know, just seeing what he does on a daily basis, the things that he doesn't know that we see, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the things that he does for his brother, the, you know, he, he knows his brother, he knows if his brother's upset, you know, different things like that. Yeah. Could he really, you know, piss off his brother for sure. But like, those are the things. And the and same goes for Mason as well. Like, you know, it, it's, it's the same exact thing. It's, it's, the things that really matter are like the character moments that the spotlight will never shine on that nobody will ever see or never know about. And it's so cool because you, you kind of just have to go through that Garrett. So like, I don't think you should feel scared about feeling that way. I think you should give, you know, your child every opportunity that you can for them to succeed. Um, Especially if it's something that you enjoy, but like finding the things that you guys enjoy together, like riding bikes in, going to these BMX parks is like, I mean, we have an absolute blast. So it's cool. It's something that we do together. So you find those things, you know, do I want to fall off my bike at 31? (laughs) Not again, (laughs) not again, (laughs) no, no, (laughs) no, man. I got to, I'm paying the chiropractor 1500 to fix me over the next 10 weeks. But, uh, that's beside the point, but it's, it's, it's the memories, man. And that's, that's, that's what I'm going to leave you with.
1: Just, just to add to that, it's organic, dude. Like I, I want my son to experience everything, right? Like, and, and you'll start to, you'll start to realize what they naturally gravitate towards. Right. And then, yeah. and it's, it's, you know, they're, they're inherently like, if they sit fishing for me, right. Like. I, I saw my dad, like I saw the peace in it. I saw the tranquility in it. I saw the, we could go out and catch two fish and my dad is just as happy as catching two fish as we catch 50 fish or no fish. It was just the fact that he's like, what I saw in my, in my dad was, this is what he truly loves to do, right? And it wasn't, it wasn't a pressure thing. It wasn't a, I want you to do this because this is what I love. It was, I naturally gravitated towards it because I saw, um, not only did I see a different part of my dad, but I just, I felt like his peace and that connection. And like, you just, there's that one thing that like you just nobody could ever take my piece from this, you know what I mean, um, yeah, right, right. and so you know i I I and I talk about fishing all the time with Roman, you know, but it's very important, you know, me and my wife have had this conversation a while back of like um you know, don't project things onto them that you love doing, but I look at it to be fair I look at it a little bit differently where i i I want him to experience that because I loved it so much right but it's a different type of like am I gonna be upset if he doesn't want to do it no not at all right but i want i I want him to be able to find that one thing that he just can always fall back on and that is his piece you know what i mean and that's what yeah. that's what that's yeah. what i saw in my dad and, and fishing and my dad was always like we would we grew up racing motocross we traveled all over the u.s um you know racing and it was it was really incredible being able to spend you know every weekend with your parents right um and I remember distinctly one time driving to a race and um, it was, you know, a couple hours away, but getting ready for the race, you've got that whole day. You're getting ready for it. You're loading the bikes in the, in, you know, in the, in the trailer, you're, you're getting gas in the, in the truck and all that kind of stuff. So you spend a day prepping. And so it's really like a 24 hour thing, right? We get down there and I ride one, I raid I race one moto, um, and i just you know i tell my dad i'm like i really just don't feel like doing this and he was like okay like no like you made a commitment you have to do this we traveled this far we spent this much money yada, yada yada whatever my dad was just like yeah okay cool why don't you want to do it oh well, i just you know i feel like i'm going to get hurt tonight i just i got scared i remember like it was yesterday i got scared and my dad was like all right cool let's load up and go home you know and that was like that was kind of how fishing was, you know what I mean? So it was just like this peaceful type of thing. And, and not that I don't, you know, that I don't want to be super good at it. And, and I don't want, you know, I want the Roman to love it and I want core to love it and, and all that kind of stuff. But I want over, over and beyond that, I want them to find that one thing, whether it's music, whether it's playing basketball, whether it's writing, uh, you know, whether it's, whatever it's just that one spot that's yours in your life if that makes sense you know what i mean and i always yeah. want them yeah. i want them to chase that and i want that to be um you know where i you know i i pray more fishing than i than i do you know any any other any other <laughs> time because you know whether i've got somebody with me in the boat or not it's just you know that's my like i want you to experience this peace with me you know, and so I want them to be able to find that and, and whether it's, you know, something that me and Mel love, whether it's something totally different that, you know, basketball, I'm five, four on a good day. So I didn't play basketball <laughs> growing up, you know, but this dude <laughs> loves basketball, you know, it's all he wants to do. And so, you know, it's just for me, it's one of those things of like, you know, hey, this is something that your dad, me. You know, speaking to my kids, this is something that was always my love. No matter what was going on, I knew that I could hook the boat up to the to the truck, go to the lake, and just fish and forget about everything. And that's what I want for them, you know. So I don't think you have to worry about projecting anything on them. I think the things that you naturally love and who you are at your core They're going to take notice and they're going to recognize and they're going to be attracted to those things. I think it's going to be very apparent when they don't like something that the energy isn't right.
2: All right, guys, does anybody have any stories that you want to share? So uh, I don't have any funny stories, but I do have like funny sayings that my daughter says all the time.
0: Yeah. Um, Or
2: just things that she said in the car that make no sense. (laughs) Uh, So we'll be driving down the road one day. She said the donkey is driving me nuts. Where did you see a donkey? It was in the tree. Uh, she says, you're getting on my nervous. Uh, <laughs> mommy, I scared. Why? As we're walking into in TJ Maxx, she said, the people, mommy, I'm scared.
0: <laughs> Don't know what that I means.
2: <laughs> uh, you should
0: probably get that checked out a little bit. Yeah,
2: <laughs> she, uh, she got mad because the menu at the restaurant wouldn't read to her. <laughs> um. On Mother's Day, she says, happy birthday, mutters. <laughs> um, mutters. She says, gore instead of girl. Um, <laughs> she said something funny
3: when uh, when we came to Alabama. Do you remember that? When we uh, met at Whataburger?
2: I don't remember what it was.
3: <laughs> it was like 100 degrees down there. And uh, she walked in and she looks at Evie. And she goes, Evie's wearing a swimsuit. <laughs> It was, oh my gosh, we were dying. It was very Dominic and Mason were dying. Yeah, it was funny.
1: I don't have man, I've got like, golly, dude. I've got my my son is a basket case, dude. He (laughs) is he is everything that annoys the fire out of me. (laughs) <laughs> but I man, I I couldn't go. I recently just got back from a week traveling and it's like you you love it, right? You like you love traveling. Yeah, and like the first day you're like, oh, this is amazing. I don't have to share the iPad, I don't have to listen to any, anybody's oh, watch this dad. And you see the same thing a hundred million times. But, like, yeah. you wake up the next day and you realize, like, my son gets up at, he's got this little nightlight thing that comes on at, at night, right? Yeah. And he will, at, at, like, six o'clock, he'll, he'll just yell, Dad! And I have to get out of bed. I got to go all the way up the stairs for him to get up and then race me down the stairs to get back in our bed to to snowball. <laughs> Like you're four and a half years old, dude. You can get up yourself and come snuggle when you're, when you're like, he is, he is something else. And my daughter is one and a half. She is everything that he isn't. And it's like, it's such a unique, such a unique balance, but he just, he wants to do, he's he, golly, he's just like me. He's just like me. He wants to like yeah. be a pro. The second he tries something, and gets very yeah. very frustrated when he can't get it right. And but God forbid you try to you try to like teach him or show him, he's not happy. Yeah, he wants to he wants to do it himself. He is. He tests my patience every single day. But it is this <laughs> so it's so incredible to watch him like persevere through, through things. It's a, yeah, it, yeah. it's, it's a cool thing, man. Cool thing yeah. to watch.
0: I've got a, uh, <clears throat> I've got a story. I was, uh, I was talking with a friend of mine who, um, they're pregnant and they're actually due in January. So they're due in, you know, six weeks or so from, from now. Um, <clears throat> and they were at the doctor, um, for one of their checkups. And they also have a little girl and they were they were able to get uh to bring her to the doctor's appointment with them because you know right now with the covid rules like the doctors are like super strict on like how many people you can bring with you to to uh each appointment. Uh but they were able to bring their daughter in um and it was the first time that she had seen um you know the picture of the baby in mommy's belly. And um she was so excited and she was like I am so, so she's freaking out like so like cannot contain her excitement about the baby in mommy's belly and she's like i have to go be with her have to go be with the baby and is like starts lifting up the mom's like gown on the table and like trying to figure out how to get back into mommy's belly (laughs) to be with her new sister and they're like mortified because of course the doctor is still there and they're like trying to calm down their kid who is just like out of control excited um to, to see her sister that she has to be in mommy's belly to hang out with her and (laughs) just the funniest thing to me
2: I was just dying laughing as he was telling me this This It's so funny for that's wild last time we went to our ultrasound appointment we got a a 4D ultrasound yeah and Aspen was sitting there and she said look mommy that baby's brown I was like it better not it better not come out brown I will walk out
3: (laughs) oh my goodness that's
2: so funny
0: (laughs) Dude, we were in our last ultrasound appointment. the, The nurse is like, all right, yep. Looks like the stomach's where it should be and the brain's where it should be. And I was like, wait, hold on a second. I didn't even know that was an option. Like you're telling me it was an option for my, my kid's stomach to just be in the wrong place or for their ears to not like be in the right, the right place. Like I didn't even, that didn't even cross my mind. And she was like, oh yeah, it just looks good. Looks good. I was like, Thank God it looks good. I didn't even think about that.
1: You'll start to realize things that you worry about that were not even in your universe when you have a kid. Like, it is the most terrifying thing in the entire world. It is like... That specifically, like going and being so excited about an ultrasound and hearing the heartbeat and all that kind of stuff and the realization of like the amazing gift that you've been given, but also the sheer terror of like somebody (laughs) saying, oh, yeah, hey, it looks like, you know, the ears, the ears are looking good, all that kind of stuff. And then it starts to creep in of like, wait, so there's a chance it might not be good. (laughs) <laughs> like wait yeah
3: that's funny man i like with the boys i mean we were so young we were 19 and 18 uh we had dom and then uh mason they like 20 and 19 or something and uh yeah i mean it was like back then we didn't have any idea you know what i mean it was just like i was like boom all of a sudden we have two kids all right cool and then i mean like honestly up until <laughs> i mean even now i still check at night like if i wake up I'll go check. I'll just be like, Hey, are the kids breathing? Like, it's just this weird thing that I have. Like, I'm like, I just got to make sure they're breathing, you know? Yeah. But like back then it was like, as young parents, we just, I mean, we winged so much. We look now and we're like, Holy crap. We winged literally everything. And with Evelyn now it's like, she's 10 months old and we look back and we're, and we're like, we've just, it's just been anxiety. Like the whole pregnancy, everything. It's like, we got older and we're like, you know, i don't know it's just we got more anxiety about it rather than just kind of jumping into it but i think it's definitely i think the i think the positive outweighs the uh the
1: negative emotions
3: but yeah like abe said you literally never stop worrying about them i mean every possible thing that you can think oh for real yeah
1: yeah it's 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 terrifying absolutely terrifying
0: We're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsors.
1: Introducing the newest,
3: most innovative, most handiest, dandiest product on the market today, the Nose Frida. Has your little one ever been stuffed up and angry? Have you tried everything on the market to no avail? Have you had the saline bottle aimed the wrong way and you spray it directly into your eye instead of your child's nose? Then I have great news for you Nose Frida. Simply grab the pointy end and stick that bad boy up your child's nose and stick the other end of your mouth like you're about to siphon gas from a 1994 Honda Civic. The super suction technology rip those boogies from your child's nose. But wait, don't suck too hard unless you want to snot rocket to the uvula. This amazing life-saving device can be yours for only 13 easy payments of $89.99.
0: No, free to not a sponsor. Call now. A reoccurring segment on our show will be the mailbag where we take a few questions from Instagram, YouTube, and email. If you have any questions about dad life, parenting, married life, or just general questions about Gordo's roller coaster tycoon builds, uh, please follow us and message us on Instagram at somehowidad. Comment and subscribe on YouTube at somehowidad and email us at somehowidad at gmail.com. Here's some questions from you. First question coming from Peyton on Facebook. Uh, what are y'all's thoughts on Santa? Anybody want to speak on that? Got Christmas right around the corner uh, a few weeks from now. Oh, anybody, I know it's a little dicey, dicey subject. Um, <laughs> but what are you?
2: Tyler, why don't you go
3: start us
0: off
2: dude? What do you guys, what do you guys um, thoughts on Santa? I mean, we've always done like in my house, uh, the way we did it is like, we all believed in Santa or whatever it was. We as a kid, but it would always be like the big gift. Like me and my wife were totally different. So they would, my parents obviously would buy something and put it, out in front of the tree, like a bicycle or uh, just something big that you couldn't wrap. And that's what was from Santa Claus and everything else was wrapped. Well, my wife was completely different. So she was raised completely different. So everything was under the tree and everything was from Santa Claus. Yeah. Like their parents didn't get anything. All of it was no. from Santa and nothing was wrapped. It was all just under the tree. I was like, oh my God, what is going on? And she mentioned that. I was like, we are not doing that. <laughs> like That is crazy. So we kind of had to compromise. Everything's still wrapped but we pick like four gifts it's going to be from santa and then the rest is from us cuz we don't want like the we don't want santa getting the credit for the good stuff. We're you know kind of I
1: mean? we're kind of that like, way too. Uh we do we do like santa gets you what you need. Right? Like so if you need some <clears throat> some new clothes or some socks or some shoes or you know something like that. I mean, they're young enough right now to where we're not spending, you know, a grip on on new clothes and, and all that kind of stuff. But Santa gets you what you yeah, need right. and all the, all the bigger stuff <clears throat> is from, uh, you know, is from mom and dad because I want, I want those kids to understand that we work hard, right. To be able to get you, you know, these things and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's Santa is, we believe in Santa in our house and, and we do the whole um, elf on a shelf thing and, and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And so, You know, our family is really, I I just, I want my kids to understand that, like, if you want really nice things, you have to work hard for them, you know, and so I want them to kind of, I want them to kind of understand that you're not just going to be gifted, you know. Hey, here, Santa's giving you a, like, we got my son a, a a new basketball goal. Like, that's his thing right now is he wants basketball, all things basketball. Uh, and so we got him this, you know, this little basketball goal. And, and <clears throat> he's old enough now to understand a little bit of like, okay, mommy and daddy got me this or Santa got me this. And so we kind of had that similar conversation of like, well, my wife was like, no, we're going to wrap a few things. And then we're going to have a bunch of stuff set out in front of the tree that's from Santa. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, I don't, I don't want my son thinking that Santa just brings him all the good stuff. Right. Like no, (laughs) Santa's going to bring you what you need. Right. Like, and that's, you know, that's kind of what we did in in my family. And, and so it was a, Having kids brings up conversations like that that you're like, Am I really having like, are we really arguing about what Santa brings versus what Santa doesn't bring?
0: <laughs>
1: for real <laughs> right now. And so yeah, it's unique for sure, but we're kind of along yeah. the same lines there, Tyler.
3: Um, yeah, I mean we did so kind of a little backstory is I remember being like 10 years old and Santa wasn't real. And it was like the most devastating point in my life like it is a devastating core memory. Oh, so no. I triggered, remember, triggered. Yeah, I mean I was I just I I couldn't I I I was so upset with my mom. I'm like, oh my gosh, if Santa's not real, nothing's real. And I went through like one of those oh, phases and just like <laughs> yeah. It was I it was a I was a rebellious uh 10-year-old because of Santa. But anyways, I always said that I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna do it because I don't want to a lot of my kids about that. And then them not believe me about something like Jesus, you know? So I kind of went that route with it. Um, Marissa thought a little bit differently. Like her family is all about Santa just to give you kind of like insight. I mean, there's like 25 to 30 people every single year. I've been in the family since 2004 and we've gone and got a Santa picture every single year. This was actually the first year that I missed it, but, um, yeah. It's just like, they're big into that whole thing. So we compromised and we did Santa with the boys and, um, it was, we did the whole elf on the shelf thing. Um, you know, we kind of did like Abe and Tyler, like Santa would get them. We we screwed up Santa got on the big things a couple times. And then we learned like, man, this fat dude that doesn't exist is getting all the credit. Like this fat dude that paid all the money wants to get credit. You know what I mean? So, uh, Yeah. Anyways, when Mason found out when he was about the same, he was about, it was probably about two years ago. I think it's been two Christmases now. He was also like pretty devastated, but he went to my wife and he's like, mom, I need the truth. You need to tell me the truth now. So it was a lot less devastating than when I found out. Um, and then with, uh, you know, with Evelyn, she is 10 months old. We actually decided we're like, you know what, we're just not going to do the Santa thing. You Mm -hmm. know, it's just, um, we just decided like, it's just, all things considered like sure. Yeah. There was maybe some like looking into origins. I mean, you guys know how I am, <laughs> but ultimately we're just like, we're just like, yeah, we're not going to do it. Like I finally got my way after three kids and yeah. And she's cool with it. So nice.
0: Yeah. My wife, uh, Kate and I have been talking about it a lot recently. Um, you know, cause our first kids on the way, um, and Christmas is obviously a few weeks away. We've been talking about it, debating it, and kind of figuring out what we want our family to look like. And we've been leaning towards not doing Santa. A few reasons why is because uh, we really want to create a culture of trust within our home. I feel like that's just really important and not lying to our kids about it just kind of like, I don't know, it just kind of feels like a big deal to us. Another biggie is that uh, I didn't want my kids seeing Santa give um, some children bikes or video game systems. Some kid gets an Xbox Series X and like others get like on a small toy. I want to make sure my kids know that that's not because of the inherent worth of different children. But a lot of times it's because of the choices people make and often privilege. We also really want our kids to feel loved and seen by the people they know. Um, And kind of like you guys said, we don't really have a desire for some dude from the North Pole to take credit for my gifts. Um, part of the fun of Christmas is doing the gifting and seeing the gratitude and appreciation when someone else, bit when someone opens yours, um, and I want my kids to be able to experience both sides of that. So we've been, <laughs> been leaning towards not doing Santa. Um, but I was definitely, my parents did Santa with me as a kid, but I feel like I found out at like a pretty early age that, that Santa didn't exist. I definitely ruined it for a lot of kids. I was that kid that was like <laughs> running around and being like, dude, Santa's not real. Like get with the times, like you're way behind and caused a lot of family drama. Cause I definitely ruined it for my cousins who are the same age as me.
2: Yeah. I feel like it was uh, with us. It was explained a little different. So the way it was explained to me by my mom when we were kids is yeah. So we always wondered why some kids got like great gifts and then we, we got something else. Not that we didn't get great gifts. We got great gifts, but like, why somebody got an xbox or a playstation and we yeah. had a bicycle yeah you know why, why is there such a big discrepancy she said oh we have to pay santa claus so that's <laughs> that was kind of her reason <laughs> so we have to pay santa claus so <laughs> he doesn't do all this for free we just we have to pay him so that's why you get what you get so we have to pay for your gifts and we have to pay for santa it's a whole it's a whole list and a bill and a, a whole shebang Brilliant. so but i never felt lied to as a kid like even like when I was like Gordo said, when I was like nine or 10, yeah um, I kind of knew Santa Claus wasn't real. Dude. I was like, you know what? I just, I don't believe in Santa Claus. I'm just, I fully do not believe. And I'll see if he's real. And then he showed up with gifts. I was like, nah, he's not real. That was my mom. Cause I didn't believe it all. And I, <laughs> <laughs> that was my thought process. So I didn't feel lied to. I feel like it did incorporate a an element of Christmas that I felt like would have been missing had we not celebrated that way. But, yeah. I get that.
1: We, we always knew, no matter what present we got, my dad he was taking it back without <laughs> question. Without question, because that's how my mom. It, it is. was <laughs> like we'd get him, we'd get him tools that we knew he needed, uh, and he would take them back. And his reasoning is, "Oh, it's always cheaper after Christmas." And so he'd you go. Know, oh know, my we'd spend, gosh! You know we would spend a couple hundred bucks on. On you know a couple tools that he needed or or whatever, uh, and he'd take them back. So eventually, we just started getting gift cards. And then he got mad that we got him gift cards. We're like, yeah, damned if you do, yes. damned if you don't. Here, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no there's no Jeez. thought that goes into gift cards. My dad was my dad was very unique because he would he would get so pissed that he had to take the presents back. We're like, what? <laughs> And then, so it was just, Christmas was always interesting with my dad. So, yeah.
0: All right. Uh, Next question uh, from Elijah on Facebook. Uh, Did you prefer the infant stage, uh, toddler stage, or uh, any of the older stages?
1: Get a job stage.
2: (laughs) So I've only been through the first two, um, infant stage and toddler stage. Yeah. And, by far, one hundred and ten percent, I prefer this toddler stage over the infant stage. Like it's great holding your baby and keeping them close because they're they're so sweet. They're, they can't do anything. They can't yeah cause any trouble. You just hold them and you enjoy like being close to them. But like this toddler stage, man, is so much fun because they can talk, they can laugh, they can tell you stupid jokes, they can laugh at your stupid jokes, they can play with you, they can do all kinds of stuff, they can run. Like it, there's so much more quality time you can spend with a toddler and you can spend with a uh, a baby who sleeps eats and poops
3: 24/7. Yeah, it's hard with uh that infant stage is definitely really hard for dads. I mean, it's like it's like for me with with my kids, I mean, it was probably around like when they could start to talk and not not like a lot of words, just like mama dada that type of stuff that's really i think when i start to bond with them i mean i love them i take care of them but it it just falls it fell so heavily on wrists you know um with breastfeeding with with breastfeeding at least mason and uh, evie that it was like you know i I don't know i just i didn't get a lot of time with with them to really have that bonding but um once they can interact back i definitely think it was it was easier for me but I mean I've been through a lot of the stages we're just now, you know, Dominic's going to be 12 in February so we're just now getting into that like preteen stage. He's, oh, in, boy. he's in middle school now and it's it's definitely interesting. I mean he's a really he's a really really good kid but just like you know there's a lot of there's a lot of like changes in your body oh, wow. a lot of like emotions to manage, <laughs> you know. So there's a lot of yeah, a lot of different things, you know, and we've had to have the talk and oh. I had that talk with him and Mason because it's just like you know they're 21 months apart. That it's it's like whatever I do with Dom, I just do with Mason naturally because it's like, hey, you know, kind of like a two for one type deal. But yeah, I mean, really, like with having a daughter now after having two sons, like I love this stage. She's, I mean, we're just like, like I had a blast picking out her Christmas presents and just like, you know, my wife telling me where she's gonna have the party at, how she's gonna do it, just seeing like all the little bows and stuff she brings home, like. I'm honestly surprised that I enjoy being a dad of a little girl this much, yeah. um, you know, just cause I've never experienced it, but it's, I, I don't have a preference on stage. I mean, you know, like Mason, the stages he's in right now, like he's as tall as wrists. He's, which means he's a couple inches shorter than me, but he's still the snuggliest, most loveliest 10 year old that you've ever seen. So like, it's like, when I snuggle him, I'm like snuggling a grown man. You know what I mean? Uh, (laughs) So it's like, uh, it's a weird uh, thing. I'm like, this is, this is weird, but I like love you and you're my little baby, but you're not my little baby. You're going to tower over me, you know? And it's just, it's, I don't know, man. I, I, I've loved every stage. The infant stage though has been, you know, you kind of, you kind of lose your wife in a sense because you, you know, she's, she's yours. And then all of a sudden like this baby consumes all her time. So there's that. And then there's just, you know, it's, it's hard to bond with a little infant, but, um, yeah, you'll see soon, Garrett. You'll definitely see soon. I, I hope the, uh, you know, I hope that you just, you hold out hope that the infant stage after the infant stage going into the, 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 you know, one-year-old toddler stage. I mean, it just, it becomes so rewarding and so much fun. Yeah. Even if the infant stage is a struggle, you know, it's just like, it's like, Hey, those six months were, were freaking yeah. worth it. Like when it See, I, I, so yeah.
1: we didn't, we, my wife had trouble, um, breastfeeding. So we went to, we went to like formula, um, and it was really frustrating at first, uh, for uh, not frustrating. Probably wasn't the right word. Um, my wife was frustrated because she wanted to breastfeed. And so it was yeah. just so emotionally like the, with Roman, our first, our, our boy, um, it was just so emotionally taxing that I look back and and because we had Cora, um, like the, I was like ditch to ditch on the infancy phase, right? Because it was it was just so emotionally taxing for my wife. Um, yeah. and, you know, it's just that that motherly thing of like this is what I'm supposed to do. This is you know this my body's set up for this, but my body's not doing it. You know what I mean? And so <clears throat> that was very, yeah, hard. yeah, man, it was like, it, it was, it was tough. And so it was almost, there was, there was almost kind of like, um, I'm going to say resentment, but I don't mean it in the full <clears throat> sense of the word. Uh, yeah. because like, I, like I'm watching my wife struggle and there's literally nothing that I can do about it other than, you know, go make the bottle and and feed him. And so it was, it was so emotionally taxing with Roman, Um, but it was so polar opposite with Cora. Right. Because we just, we, we accepted the fact that we tried, we tried to breastfeed for gosh, probably four or five months pre like really, really tried lactation consultants and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And until finally, like it was just this like, Holy spirit breakthrough of you're not like, you're not a bad mom. If you use formula, like we just need to make sure our kid is healthy. You know what I mean? Um, and so once we got past that phase, then everything was like, <clears throat> everything was awesome. But we started with that mindset from like the first week with Cora, we tried for a week and it was presenting with the same patterns of, of her struggling to breastfeed. Um, and so we just switched to formula. Boom like we just mentally we made the switch and infancy phase with Cora was just like, I'm telling you holding, I mean, both of them, like you, as, as a dad, you just like, there's a, a, a bond with both of them, but there's just something holding a little girl, you know what I mean? Of like, I'm going to, I'll go to jail for you without question. <laughs> right. Like there's You, yeah. know, and I, I, you know, I, yeah. would, and you kind of have this, you kind of have this mindset with, you know with my son of like my dad was very hard nosed like there are certain truths that you handle as a man. Um you know and so it's 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 tough to separate those out a little bit, you know, if it being like, bro, he like he's four and a half. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we can't even tie his shoes yet. Uh and so I'm expecting him <laughs> to to realize not to run out into a parking lot you know as even though I tell him a yeah. hundred times he's still just like he's four and a half you know what i mean and so there's still a lot that yeah. he's having to learn to to process and all that kind of stuff but i will say that having um you know having roman who's four and a half and watching him we had him in an in-home daycare which was great but he was struggling because he was one of the older ones there and so they were caring yeah. a lot more to to the younger kids um and so, once we moved him to this new daycare, it is just like it almost it like it almost brings me to tears. Just how far he's gone in like seven or eight months. He's writing his full name. He, you know, he's counting to one hundred. He's doing all of these things. And there's so many times when I look at my wife and I'm like, "Is that normal? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> is he supposed to be doing things like this already? Because I'm not like." Yeah. I'm like able to legitimately have a conversation with him, you yeah. know, and he still says, you know, kind of off the wall, funny stuff. And you're like, what in the <laughs> world are you talking about? But now watching <laughs> how how fast he's advanced um, and how much he's grown and now watching Cora kind of follow suit, like a uh, funny story time. She was sitting on my, like sitting on my lap and this girl loves music. Like her booty starts shaking the second she hears a beat. Like it doesn't matter if she's sitting down, doesn't matter what she's doing. If there's music playing, she is all about it. And so she climbs up in my lap tonight, we're watching, I think the Santa Claus or, or some Christmas Christmas show. And uh, she says, Musa, Musa. She can't say the full word. So it's just Musa, Musa. And I'm like, okay, you know, what do you want to listen to? And I'm thinking it's probably gonna be like, you know, uh, we've got Shark. Is is a is a big thing right now in our house that up the wall. Uh, but she says she said, "Walk you." I'm like, "What? Walk, walk you?" And I'm looking at my wife, and and Roman just looks at me and he goes, "Dad, she wants to hear we will rock you." And then she just like lit up and was like clapping her hands, "Yeah, yeah, walk you, walk you." So we turn, we will rock you on, and she just like is just lights up. So I don't know man, uh, like it's it's crazy, but to you know, to Goro's point of like once you get that, I I never like for the first few years, I said first few years, I say first couple of years I didn't like until we I got that interaction right to where we can like run around and we can play. I never got that I love you so much it hurts. Feeling, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. I would say probably I'd say uh, last year it really, really hit me of like, dude, this like I physically almost hurt because of how much yeah. i like how much I love you, and so that never really happened until you know kind of the the toddler phase for me and all that kind of stuff and and so it's just it it's just like each stage has its own rewards. It's always interesting when they cuss at you <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we had, oh, yeah. we had, we had we add we add that one times. not too not too long ago i was- i forgot what i was i can't remember what I was doing in the kitchen I was doing something and roman this was this was a few months back, and Roman from the living room i think i i dropped like i i, I dropped a cup or something it was kind of a this Semi loud noise, and he just kind of leans, leans, and looks at me, and goes, "What the dad?" And I was like, (laughs) uh, uh, "Man, like I really want to be mad at you, but it like the context was exactly spot on, and you said it crystal clear." Um, oh yeah, like it's hard. I was proud of him for you correctly, right? I'm like, "Hey, you're paying attention, at a boy." Um. But now we have, we, we had to have the, the, uh, the talk of like, you know, Hey, there's some things that you can say. There's some things you can't say. Yeah. Roman Roman said, dad, um, when I'm 14, can I say those words? I'm like, no, no, you're not. No, there's words you can't say. And so it is, this went on for a few weeks of like 14 was always the age. Right. Like, I don't know why it was 14, but he's like, can I, can I have a beer when I'm 14? Absolutely not. Um, Can I say those words when I'm 14? Absolutely not. And then one day um, he said, dad, can I say, can I say those words when I have a beard? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cause for me, I didn't get my beard till I was like 22, 23 years old. Right, and even then, it was like real sparse and and patchy. So I'm thinking, like, you're probably yeah. gonna, you, it's gonna be a while before you get a beard. Uh, so yeah, so now and he like anytime he hears a bad word on a on a TV show or something, he'll look at me and he goes, "Dad, that's a beard word." And I'm like, yup. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a, <laughs> it's a beard word." But now we're in the realm of dude doesn't understand why women can say bad words he's like dad they don't have a beard why can they say that i'm like well it, It's age barrier, <laughs> bud. like they don't have a beard dad they don't have a beard they can't say that and i'm like oh man
0: i i obviously don't have my kid yet um uh, my wife's we have, she's due in April um, of next year. So we've still got, uh, we're actually at the halfway point, just a little over the halfway point now of the pregnancy. Um, <clears throat> and I, I was, before I had this conversation with my boss, um, I was really excited for the toddler stage. I was like, I was like, man, I can't wait until, you know, I can interact with them. Um, and you know, it's to hang out and talk and joke around, um, and, and teach him so many new things and have so many fun experiences with him. But I was talking with my boss, um, and I, I, I kind of found myself like wishing away the infant stage a little bit, not just not wishing it away, but like, I just was really looking forward to the toddler stage. Um, and he, I was talking with my boss one day and he was like, man, like he's like one of my favorite things of <clears throat> being a dad was when my kids were really little and they're infants um, and, you know, they're crying in the middle of the night and you have to go, go um, get them out of their crib um, and just hold them. He was like, one of my favorite moments is just holding my kid in the middle of the night when everything else is quiet, everything else is asleep and it's just you and them. And you just get to like be in that moment. There's no, you know, there's no TV going, there's no music going. It's just you and them. And I was like, man, like I didn't think about that at all. Um, and so that got me really excited for the infant stage. Definitely not excited about getting peed on. Cause I will 100% throw up. I have the worst gag <laughs> reflex. Um, and I will 100% throw up. I just, just love some,
3: just wait till you get throw up in your mouth. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I am, I'm, I am excited about the toddler stage. Um, it's just filled with so many funny moments um, <laughs> cause toddlers just act like drunk adults. Um, and they're just like falling all over the place. They're slurring their words. Um, and they're just hilarious to watch. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really stoked for it all. Every episode, we want to end with a question for you, our audience. You can respond on Instagram at somehow I dad comment and subscribe on YouTube at somehow I or email us at Somehowidad@gmail.com. at gmail.com Today's question is who is your favorite TV dad and why? We will all answer that question during the next episode and we look forward to hearing some of your answers as well. Well guys, we made it. It's been years of dreaming and planning. Um, and the first episode is in the books. Thank you guys so much for listening um, and being part of something special. We are all stoked to see where this goes. Uh, until next time. I'm Abe. I'm Gordo. I'm Tyler. And I'm Garrett. Remember that being good enough isn't the goal. Being the best version of you, which include being a parent, is. Love you. Bye.